Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one Get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got it all squared away. All the news and video clips for today's transmission this live Friday, March 18th, 2022 transmission. We have a loaded guest schedule for today. We've got tax professional Tyler Bennett joining us, and I've got a bunch of questions for him about how the tax uh, scam as I would call it, the tax scam works and how it might affect you or how you might be able to take advantage of the laws that are in place to save some money. That's going to be the first hour. Kara Castronova, who has been reporting for the Gateway Pundit and many other places, really following the January 6th political prisoners of the Democrat Party story. We're going to be getting an update from her, and then it's going to get a little more personal with Joey Gibson in the fifth, uh, in the five o'clock hour, the third hour, five o'clock if you're central time, as one of the political prisoners of the Democrat Party has submitted a video that he would like shared on the transmission. So, you know, I, I try to do my best with this because there's really not many other people in the talk radio or TV show format that are covering January 6th at all. And I obviously have interest in the story with my ongoing legal case for charges that I'm innocent of and the political persecution that I'm dealing with, with the Democrat Party and the feds breathing down my neck, one one tooth already latched in and a claw scraping at my spine. And you know they'd just love for me to say something to use against me or, or do something that they can try to use against me, but someone's got to cover these stories. And to try to balance that with all the other stories and to try to balance it to not seem biased towards one or two different individuals, we just try to cover all of it. But it's just, it's sad. 
It really is sad. We have political prisoners in this country, political prisoners of the Democrat Party in this country, and they are just rotting away in jail, and nobody wants to make a big fuss about it. Nobody's, nobody's banging the drum for these guys on the daily basis. And so every once in a while, we try to just bring those stories to you. And uh, it's sad, but this is the evil we face in this country. It's not Vladimir Putin that has political prisoners in America. No, that's the Democrat Party. And they say, oh, Vladimir Putin is the bad guy. He censors free speech. He has political prisoners. Uh, Are you talking about Putin or are you talking about the Democrat Party? Because it sounds like you just described the Democrat Party. So we've got that. I do have uh, some COVID news updates Uh, Men make the greatest women. Can you believe that? (laughs) Men just beating women at everything. But they say they're women, so it's okay. And I'm just thinking about how ridiculous it is. Because, I mean, it's just, like, do I even need to make the comparisons or do the analysis here? I mean, do I really have to explain why men competing as women is a travesty and a joke. Do I really have to do that? Is that the world we live in now where a college athlete, a female college athlete, is scared to do a television interview, which, by the way, it will happen tonight, I believe, on Tucker Carlson, if not tonight, next week. It's going to be a female athlete that goes on Tucker Carlson and and tells a story. But... Is it so ridiculous that those female athletes are scared to even say it's not fair that this man gets to compete in the pool? So so what's so what's going to happen? Eventually, you're going to have to have two different women's leagues. You're going to have a women's competition where it's just women. And then you'll have the other women's league that will be transgender women dominating. And then you'll have the men's league. It's all clown world Twilight Zone stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday, March 18th, 2022. This is the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. And with me in studio for the first hour is Tyler Bennett. And this is going to be a learning experience, not just for me, but for you in the audience as well, because I've got a lot of questions on how the tax system works. I'm wondering if I haven't been getting screwed and robbed all of these years. I'm sure you're probably wondering that for yourself I also have um, some things that I've witnessed from friends that run small businesses or friends that have been audited by the IRS that I'm sure Tyler can give us some answers to those problems as well. So Tyler Bennett is a tax professional and the owner-operator of the tax firm American Tax Solutions. American Tax Solutions helps individuals and business owners resolve their tax problems fast. Owing money to the IRS can be intimidating and stressful. They've helped thousands of people lower their liability and get their lives back. Standing by your side every step of the way, Tyler has partnered up with Alex Jones and InfoWars to provide incredible savings at jonestaxrelief.com. 
Here's just some of the services, a long list of services, bookkeeping, business consulting, business entity selection, estate and trust tax preparation, financial statements, IRS representation, payroll services, retirement planning, payroll tax negotiation, IRS audit defense, and on and on and on so much. It's jonestaxrelief.com or the phone number 833-900-4285. And let me just say this before we get into the nuts and bolts here of what jonestaxrelief.com is all about. I am glad that we have gone back to the sponsorship format for, for, for ads and marketing here because we have to build a parallel economy. And so you need to shop with people that are like-minded and care about the future, care about the children, care about America, care about freedom, and are sick of big government getting involved in our lives. And so I think Tyler Bennett probably represents all those values, and that's why I'm glad that Tyler is in here with us today and that Jones Tax Relief is a new sponsor for InfoWars. So, Tyler, thank you for being here today, all the way from California. That's right. Thanks for having me on, Owen. So here's the thing is when you were talking about is absolutely right. But how did we get there in the first place? Well, think about it. You went to school. Did you ever take a class on how to do taxes? No. Right. No, all those years of school. But you have to do it every year, if not every quarter or more, right? And the other thing is is financial literacy in general. I didn't have any of that stuff in high school, and I bet most of the, the listeners, viewers have not either because the globalists set that up. They don't want you to learn how to take advantage of the system like they do, legally, of course. They want to keep you in the dark and keep all the deductions and all the gold for themselves while making you poor. Now, you say something that is – a lot of people hear that for the first time, and it, and it kind of hits them like a wave. Hey, that's right. I never learned about the tax system. I, I barely – I mean, I took an economics class in college – the professor might as well have been using Egyptian hieroglyphs and speaking yeah. in you know a different language. I didn't even know what he was talking about half the time. I barely passed. Nobody could pass. But they don't teach you about taxes. They, they show you all this stuff that you'll probably never even use. This is stuff that and, – and, I mean, basically, you can – folks, you can call Jones Tax Relief. You can call the number, and they'll answer the questions for you. You guys have the knowledge. Absolutely, and that's exactly what we're here for. Anything you need to know – Give us a call. We're here for that. And because, listen, like you said before, Owen, if you don't know if you're being taken advantage of, let me put that to bed. You are absolutely being taken advantage of because knowledge is power. And when you don't have, they will absolutely take advantage of it. Now, everybody kind of approaches tax season differently depending on how they make their income, what Mm -hmm. tax documents Mm -hmm. they've uh, filled out. But most people kind of take the easy way, and that's going to one of these big box companies to have their taxes done where it's a faceless, nameless organization. You give all this, this information on the internet. It's very not, it's not a very personal experience. With you guys, it's a more personal experience. There's a, there's a peer-to-peer interaction. They're there to answer the questions. Plus, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to give my information to one of these big corporations that puts it into a bank. I would much rather work with a, with a business that I have a relationship with. Right. Here's the difference. Okay, so when you're talking about those big box tax companies, they're all the same. doesn't matter if we're talking about the ones that you use online or you walk into their office. First of all, the people there are not tax professionals. Their requirement to be an employee at H&R Block is a GED education, okay? And they take a week's worth of classes. I had to go to law school, okay? I have a Juris Doctorate, right? And the people that, that I employ do as well. And here's the thing. 
when you are using these big box tax companies, they are not tax companies at all. They are technocrats. H&R Block is closer to Elon Musk than it is to a tax attorney because all they really care about is the technology. That's how they make their money. And so they don't care about your deductions. And as long as the clerk can get to the end of the program, whether you save money or not, they've done their job. And that's not right. And so if you need, you need real representation uh, by someone with a firm who actually has experience dealing with the IRS, dealing with the revenue agents of the states, various states, and the federal government, and we are advocates, we know the law, we will put their feet to the fire. Let's say just base level here. Um, you're a, you're a salary employee. I think you you probably fill out the W two. I think is the tax mm-hmm, document right. for that. Yep. It's the W two. You pay your taxes all year long, and then you file your taxes. Either you do it yourself or you have somebody do it for you. And it's just a one step process. File it. Get your get your rebate. Are people like that missing out on money that they could be getting? Very possibly, and most likely, because here's the thing. And let me give you a little bit of a history lesson too. Is you know, employees do get the shaft out of everybody in this country who is knowledgeable about taxes. Because if you're on a W-2, that means you're not allowed to write off your expenses on Schedule C. That eliminates a whole multitude of things like car or, you know, anything else that you have that a business can write off. But because you're an employee, you don't have the ability to do that. Does that mean that you can't take deductions? Of course not. They just have to be more clever. And what I recommend to everybody that's on a W-2 that's making too much money, start a side hustle, okay? Because your hobby, as long as you can generate a profit three out of five years, hey, a dollar's a profit, and you can write off a massive amount of losses. And, and you can write off things that you wouldn't even think about you as well. You can write off your W-2 income. And, and, and can't you also, because I'm not the expert here, this is why I'm going to learn about this stuff too, Aren't there laws where you can also claim like part of your house is part of your business and you can have a select square footage that's tax deductible? Absolutely. And, and then also like cable, internet bills? Right. So especially now where a lot of people work at home and have a home office, you can take a home office deduction. But there's two versions of doing it. There's, listen, there's an easy way and there's a right way for everything. So there's a per diem that they can, they'll give you. But if you actually have a home office and you want to write off the portion of internet that your office uses, the actual amount of space, uh, utilities, all that stuff, you can apportion that out and you can write off way more than what their actual per diem is. And, you know, we're not in the Trump economy anymore. We're, we're sliding into the Biden economy. Right. And so you might be able to pick up a couple hundred bucks on a tax return that the government owes you. Because here, here's the thing. The government's not going to voluntarily give money that they owe you. No, that's right. So it's, it's very much like the police where if you consent away your rights, then that's a, you have no rights. And the IRS is the same way. The state's the same way, except they don't even, they're not even going to go as far as to ask you the question, do you consent to us violating your rights? They're going to violate your rights and then if you, see if you notice, okay? Because the people that are violating your rights, in all honesty, they're not lawyers. They probably don't even know they are violating your rights until we get in there and make a legal determination that they are. And there is still time, I guess, uh, probably about a month and a half now uh, before it, the due to date to file your taxes. So there's still time, if people haven't filed their taxes, to go to jonestaxrelief.com and work with you guys to get the most out of the uh, in, the uh, rebate. Absolutely. Give us a call. It's tax season now. We got people standing by. We'll get you the most back if you're owed a refund, and we'll help you pay the least amount of taxes. 
All right, this is Tyler Bennett, folks. He's with us for the hour, jonestaxrelief.com. I've got other questions. If you own a small business, there's going to be good information for you here. If you've been audited by the IRS, there's going to be good information for you here. And if you're just sick of getting screwed over by government taxes, you're going to want to tune into Tyler Bennett. Don't go anywhere. UN-run contact tracers aren't coming. They're here all over the world, from Australia to the United States, from Canada to Germany. These tyrants are tracking everything you do, everywhere you go, and then coming to your house and threatening, in some cases, actually taking people away into the night to their facilities. And they're planning in the next year to expand their shield process where they come and take, quote, healthy people away and put them in facilities for their safety. This is nothing less than martial law. And one big thing you can do to fight back is to get high-quality Faraday cages, many of which are made here in America and are very compliant, meaning U.S. government military grade at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the entire line of Silent Pocket ready to ship to you when you visit InfoWarsStore.com. Again, we have big backpacks. We have special dry bags. We've got them for cell phones. We've got them for laptops. We've got them for iPads. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So protect your privacy today and support the InfoWar at InfoWarsStore.com. Experience the next level in high-powered energy nootropics with our latest BrainForce offering, BrainForce Ultra. Now it is easier than ever to take in the new liquid form with eight beneficial super ingredients. BrainForce Ultra is the result of years of enhanced formulation. Free of toxic additives, each ingredient is specifically selected for its many key properties. Some of the proprietary super ingredients behind BrainForce Ultra include guarana seed, which is loaded with energy compounds, and antioxidants that have been used by Amazonian tribes for centuries. Alpha-GPC, a natural compound found in the brain that delivers an essential nutrient, choline. And ginkgo leaf, which is also known for its exceptional antioxidant content. This product is more than twice the servings of our BrainForce Plus as well, so you know it's packed full of the good stuff. Destroy that brain fog today and secure your bottle of BrainForce Ultra before it is completely sold out at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. We're back here live on the Infowars War Room, brought to you by Infowarsstore.com. Today, though, this hour, brought to you by JonesTaxRelief.com. Tyler Bennett is in studio with me. And again, you know, we're, we're talking about problems that Americans face dealing with taxes, dealing with the IRS. And I just want to reiterate this one more time because I know there's somebody out there in the audience that this pertains to. You haven't filed your taxes yet. You don't plan on filing your taxes and you may never file your taxes. I have friends that do this and I'm just scratching my head because most of you are owed money by the government. Go get that money. Absolutely. Tell them, Tyler. Here's, here's the thing, okay? If you never file your taxes, the statute of limitations on the IRS assessing you more uh, taxes, more taxes to pay never closes. They can go back forever. But if you are owed money, it's a three-year statute of limitations. Oh, I, oh, that's nice. Right. They get a little double standard. Exactly. Well, you want to hear another double standard. So let's say, um, you know, you have, uh, at the end of the year, you have um, an exemption that you can take. If you don't take that and you're paying the government more than you actually owe and you get a refund at the end of the year, that people are excited about that. But the reality situation is you just made the government an interest-free loan. And they absolutely are not going to offer you the same benefit. And you know? plus, that, so not only do you only get three years to claim any any refunds you may be due, they can go back forever. 
to audit you, and then they and then they add penalties and they compound the interest. Right, and that tax that'll double in five years if you don't do anything about it. And here's the thing: how do you get around that? You have to file because after you file, they have two years to assess you. That means audit you, and if they don't, you're gold, and they cannot go back to that year again. So it really so then the statute of limitations is basically after you file, and I would imagine they get pretty backed up. I don't know how often they take longer than two oh, years. The IRS is quite backed up, but the IRS is very hungry post-pandemic. And they're hiring like 80,000 new workers too, aren't they? Absolutely. And who do you think is going to pay for that? Well, Me of course we are, unless we quit <laughs> paying our taxes, but then they'll audit us. It's like, it's like this constant balance, like hire more IRS workers. We're owed more money. Because they don't trust us, okay? So sure, you're on a W-2. Do you have any crypto assets? That's maybe, none of your business not. government. Exactly, right? So here's the thing. They want to know all these things so that they can come at you every single way because they have decided that if you have, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, any of these other uh, cryptocurrencies, that the mountains that, that you are part of the mountain of fraud, as the IRS has called it, that's going on in that space. And that's why they're hiring these people because they want to audit everybody in that sphere. And so we can help you. If you've got crypto assets, don't let the government bully you. We can help you right now. I want to come back to the crypto thing. Yes. But for people that maybe are, I mean, let, let's call it what it is. They're they they're scared. I don't know if there's a better word, but they're scared. They're scared to file taxes or they're scared of what might happen. They're, they're afraid they may own the gov- owe the government money or the IRS may audit them if they file. Uh, and, and they don't want to deal with, with that bill that might come that might be thousands of dollars that they can't afford. How do you mitigate those fears or, or what would be your calming uh, you know, uh, prescription for those people? Well, let me just say this because first of all, what's very important is it is not illegal to owe taxes. It is illegal not to file if you do owe taxes because that's considered tax evasion, right? Under recording of income. That's a felony. You don't want to do it. They'll come after you hard, two, 300% penalties, uh, even more. You could go to jail for talking millions of dollars. But if you file, that's not going to happen for you. At least now someone like me can come in and negotiate that, those taxes for you. Let's say you owe more than you can afford to pay back. A lot of people do. There are government programs that they will not tell you about, which exist simply to reduce your tax liability down to something you can afford to pay. And the government will have to accept it. Now, and, and you were saying in the break, too, that some states are worse than others when it comes to these practices. Oh, yes. Why is that, or how does that happen? Okay, so you guys are lucky here in Texas that there's no income tax. Where I'm from in California, highest in the nation. And, and we're nowhere near the amount of debt that California or Illinois yep, is in. Yep, and, and so they are so broke because the difference between the feds and the states is the states can't print off money, right? So they have to get it from you and me. And so they will come after the hard-paying taxpayer um, with, a, with like a vengeance uh, for minuscule amounts of money. I've seen in California the Franchise Tax Board, that's the taxing authority there, come after, put liens on people, levy people's bank accounts for as little as $25. It's absurd. And that's how they do you in California, huh? That's right. Yeah, it's uh, not a friendly government. <laughs> <laughs> now I know that there are laws against debtor prisons. Yes, but are, so you're saying that the thing is, if you don't file, though, is so is that a different charge that they're saying if you don't file your taxes? Right. So, so all right, debtor's prison was abolished 100 years ago, but it's about you owe money, so you're in trouble. 
you can't be in trouble just for owing money. Sure, they're going to come after you. They're, if you do have assets, they're going to try to take it, but you're not going to go to jail simply for owing. Now, for not filing enough money, the government will call that tax evasion because it's underreporting income. If you don't file, you didn't report your income, obviously. And um, that's a felony, okay? And what we practice is what's called tax avoidance, okay? And the only difference between tax evasion and tax avoidance is we use the actual law. We stay on this side of it, and we use those laws so that you are able to avoid the most amount of taxes as possible, and it's legal because that's the way the code is written. Well, and it sounds like this process might be kind of a long process, but I would imagine in the short term, the first relief people get is just with the stress and with the emotion of of having the IRS or having these taxes over your head, and then you guys come in and kind of say, hey, no need to panic. Here's what we're going to do. Everything is going to be fine. So, I mean, yeah, it's a long process to deal with this, but I would imagine kind of just right out of the gates, there's a relief factor there. That's right, Owen, because the thing is is people – are, you know, here it's terrifying if an IRS agent comes to your house, starts talking to your neighbors, if the state starts uh, coming into your business and questioning your employees about different happenings, which they will do. And what we can do is we can protect you. You don't have to worry about them. They have to come through us because we become your legal representation. And so that ends all that. And you don't have to worry about anything because we handle it all. We deal with the government. You don't talk to them. We talk to them on your behalf. And this is even for issues like, I can't believe this one, but who who's taking passports? Is it the IRS? The IRS has been taking passports for the last three or four years. I've seen it. And because it's such a blatant um, you know, violation of your rights um, to travel, constitutional right, we can get it back. But that's not going to stop them from doing it. Because as I t- I've said it before, you know, the people who make the legal determinations at the IRS are not attorneys. They have the ability to do it, but they are just clerks that go off of a booklet called the Internal Revenue Manual, which was written by lawyers, but it's not interpreted by lawyers because the revenue officers that come to your house to try to steal your personal property, they're not lawyers. They just are using this manual. And so what we do is go in with the actual law and show them how they messed up. And they, of course, have to respect your rights as an American. But you have actually had, you've dealt with clients that have been in emergency situations, needed to get their passport back, and you've come through. 100%. Um, I have gotten passports back in less than a week because, you know, if someone is, is we just realized that the, their passport won't get renewed because the IRS said don't do it, and they have planned, I had a client who had a wedding in Iceland. And we had three days to get that passport back, reissued everything. We got it because the IRS, as soon as we are like, hey, listen, you know, you're violating this guy's right, all that. We get up to the actual legal counsel at the IRS, the State Department. We'll go over the IRS if we have to and talk to the right people and get it done. So JonesTaxRelief.com, even saving weddings, even saving weddings. That's That's amazing. Cobra Commander here with an important message to humanity. I have decided that all of you will take a special injection so that you will be safe. But the injection is not ready yet. And so, I need all of you to stay indoors for the next 15 days to flatten the curve. 
I also need you to wear a mask, and I also need you to only shop at mega corporations. That way we can consolidate control and bankrupt the world economy, leaving companies that only I own profitable. You will then be my slaves. Oh, and then you'll get that special shot of venom from Cobra. It will remove your immune system, so you'll be dependent on me for the rest of your miserable lives. Infowars.com forward slash show. This broadcast is not for the weak-minded. It's The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. And we're talking about everyone's favorite subject. It's taxes with Tyler Bennett, but he's the tax professional. And the people at Jones Tax Relief have been helping families and individuals with their taxes for 10 years so I understand it's, you know, it's private stuff. It's, it's nasty stuff. Nobody likes getting involved and getting your hands dirty with taxes. You just think, oh, let's just out of sight, out of mind, put it in the back of the head. Uh, no, you'll get relief. Uh, just they'll help you. They'll, they'll calm you down. They'll say, hey, it's okay. We've got solutions for you. JonesTaxRelief.com. Uh, definitely you want to trust them more than these big box tax companies or they're just going to sell your information. And, and again, we were talking about this in the break because I have friends – they operate small businesses and, you know, they operate on small margins and they and they have to pay their taxes. That cuts deeply into their profits and then it makes it even harder to continue. That's how the, the these taxes like to crush businesses. But not filing is going to crush you even worse because when you don't file, that's when they really come after you harder and they have a lot more leverage that way. Absolutely. And so if Remember, the IRS only knows what you or someone else tell them. That's because it's a voluntary system of compliance. But if you are an employee or you're a 1099 for somebody else, guess what? That person you're working for is absolutely going to tell the IRS about you because then they can write you off on their taxes. It's a tattletale system. And so what happens is if you don't file for two to three years and their income was reported, they will do what's called a substitute for return, which is where the IRS files a tax return for you, and they don't give you any deductions, not even the standard deduction. Have you ever seen a case, whether it's with small businesses? Because, I mean, your services are long here. I mean, it sounds like you do more than just tax services. I mean, quite yeah, frankly, you do. we do lots do. of business consulting, uh, tax planning, because honestly, look, if you're in trouble, we can help you. But I want to help you before you get into trouble, because we can help you say, you're, let's say you made a lot of money this year, you paid tax, and you're like, heck, I don't want to pay that much in taxes next year. That's where we get you. That's where you can save the most amount of money without, without the heartache of falling into debt. But if you've already gotten there, don't worry. I can get you out of that mess. Give us a call. And, and it's just, it's like, really, you just do financial services for any business beyond just the taxes here. I'm just looking at all the services that you guys provide. But when you are in a small business like that, and you're afraid, you don't want to file taxes, you don't want to pay your taxes, you're worried that you know, it may crush your business... What advice do you give to small business owners that may have that fear and, and just want to try to avoid dealing with it altogether? Listen, when that tax uh, debt comes at the end of the year or quarterly, it's big, right? And it's daunting and it cuts into your profits. But that's where, give me a call because it's, 
listen, the, the kind of things that we can do with the government as long as we're compliant, right? The government will deal with you as long as you're compliant. And what that means is that you have filed your taxes. If you're not compliant, you're SOL until we file your taxes. They won't even talk to you. But let's say I filed my taxes. My profit margin was kind of short this year. What I can do is I can call the IRS and the state and say, hey, listen, I want to be put on a, on a penalty-free payment plan for this current tax year so that I can pay you. And because, like I said, it's not illegal to owe taxes, just not to file. And if you're playing ball with a representative who's behind your back, the IRS will say yes to that. And that takes a little bit of that bite out of that large uh, tax payment if we can break it up over 12 months. What about for people that are operating contractually or freelance, people that file W-9s? I'm not sure what other tax documents are similar, but I'm familiar with the W-9. What about those people that maybe forget to file taxes for a year or just decide I'm not going to file my taxes or they know if they file they're going to owe a bunch of money or they have filed and owe a bunch of money but they don't want to pay? How do you work with W-9 or or freelance workers, contract workers in in some of the tax problems that they consistently have? So when you're a W-9, paid on a 1099, that means the world is your oyster in the tax realm if you know what you're doing. If you're not, you're going to get your lunch handed to you. But what we can do is we can form entities. We can get you in a C corporation or another type of entity so that you're paying the least amount of taxes possible. Because right now the highest tax um, entities, if you will, are individual people in this country. The highest tax rate is 37% on me and you. However, corporations play a flat tax of 21%. Now, is there a way individuals can take advantage of that? Absolutely. So, so, so here's, if you're on a W-2, that's why you need that side hustle. But if you're making that 1099 income, you have the W-9, we'll form a corporation for you. Instead of receiving that money directly, your corporation receives it and we put you on payroll. That way you're paying an effective tax rate somewhere between 18 and 20%. Now I've had this explained to me before, but, but and it, and it, it sounds confusing. This is where you guys come in. And I guess the best way to put this would be if you're an individual making money, stop. You need to become a corporation that's making money. That's how Absolutely. you're going to save this money on the tax. Explain that a little bit. Absolutely. So if you're a sole prop, that means you're, you're making money on your own Social Security number. Everything you do is still subject to individual tax rates. Now, let's say you have an LLC. It's the same thing. An LLC is a flow-through entity. It's disregarded on the federal level, meaning you are still paying those taxes on Schedule C on your 1040, meaning it's up to 37%. Now, if you become an S-Corp, we can get rid of half of payroll tax because you can pay yourself half of the money you make as a distribution. So we can get rid of 7.5% there. But we want to take it all the way down to 21%, no matter how much you're making, C-Corp. And you can, what we would do is, listen, you filled out that W-9, but instead of having your name on it, it's going to have your corporation's name, your corporation's EIN, and that's where the money goes. And for people that are in this situation that you've helped, I would imagine they end up saving a lot more money than they would expect. A lot, a lot of money. There are so many legal loopholes in Section C of the IRC, that's the corporate part, that uh, because, and think about it, like you got Apple, you have Amazon, they're, they're C-Corps, so their lobby is so big to keep these loopholes uh, in existence. Let me give you an example of one. Uh, if you own your own corporation and let's say it's got a million dollars in there, you can write yourself a loan. Loan is not income. And as long as you do it by the book and you pay yourself above the interest rate and you have a valid note between yourself and your corporation, 
That's a legitimate way to receive money as long as you're paying interest. And you guys you handle this taxes. too? Absolutely. What a, we love it. I, that's, a, that's a tax loophole that I personally take advantage of all the time. Because, you know, I have a lot of friends, um, obviously, in media. And when you're in media, that's a very heavy W-9 mm-hmm. um, gig, gig framework that people work with. And, and nowadays, too, and this is kind of the modern-day stuff that, that maybe you wouldn't see or hear about 10, 20 years ago, I'm sure. But now, maybe more often... Uh, with people that make their income on YouTube, I, I'm not allowed to do that, obviously, but I know people I know, that are. Right? <laughs> For people that, I mean, this is a modern-day issue, though. People that are making their money on YouTube or one of these other internet entities, they're not even ever thinking about taxes. Are they making a mistake? They're making a huge mistake because, depend, especially depending on what you're doing, but even if you're on the internet and you're making money from YouTube, uh, TikTok, any of these other social media platforms, that means you're engaged in a small business and you have deductible expenses, Okay. What exactly can we write off? We have to know exactly what you're doing. If you're doing something like reviewing clothing or selling clothes, you could write off the clothes you're wearing. If you're doing something like what I have social media where I talk about tax topics, you know, the cost of all that stuff is is fully deductible. My outfit isn't because I'm not selling clothes. So it's a little bit of you got to know what is deductible and what's not. And you're not going to know unless you have a tax professional in your corner. And, and I understand why people are so hesitant with this stuff. It's like, hey, it's kind of an invasion of privacy. You know, you need to know all my money numbers. You need to know this. You need to know that. Well, that's why you avoid the big box cutter companies for this stuff. And you go to jonestaxrelief.com because you're going to have a personal relationship with your representative. It's not going to feel like this big monster corporation you're just plugging all your data into and now you don't know where it's going to be sold. Exactly. We don't sell anyone's data. This is attorney-client relationship status where your information is 100% secure, um, and that's the way it has to be because, like I said, the IRS and the state and everyone else, they have their ears open, okay? They watch social media. I, I have people who become my clients because they went, said they didn't pay any taxes, and then they go buy a Lamborghini and show it off on Instagram, okay? You don't think the IRS is watching that? So it's like you got to be careful with it. Listen, and who you share your information with is crucial because you give it to the wrong person, then it's in the wrong hands. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in. You're thinking it's tax season. I'm just not going to file this year. I don't want to deal with it. Don't make that mistake. Go to jonestaxrelief.com. They'll have a plan for you, and you will not regret it. We'll talk about some crypto stuff, very important stuff, on the other side. Back in stock, down and out liquid sleep support. It's been out of stock for a while. It's one of uh, three sleep aids we have at InfoWarsStore.com. Uh, this one has been very popular. It sold off the shelves. It's back in stock, down and out liquid sleep support. This is probably the strongest sleep aid that we have, I would say. Knockout, Rocket Rest, both great. Comes in pill form. This is the liquid tincture, and I think this is probably the most powerful one. Survival Shield X2 Nascent Iodine. This is, if you haven't done an iodine challenge yet, have you haven't done the iodine challenge, what are you waiting for? Now is the time. Super male and super female vitality. Living Defense Plus and the Organic Greens Fiber Caps. Uh, we have a limited supply of these right now, but we want to sell them all out so we can order a new batch. It was very popular. The Organic Greens Fiber Caps. But we have all kinds of other great supplements that uh, are, are great for so many different things. Take advantage of those. Anything of real quality, anything of lasting durability, anything that's really satisfying and empowering and fulfilling is going to be hard to attain. And when it comes to information, is that true today? We see the entire global corrupt anti-human 
depopulation, great reset combine, trying to collapse our society to build on its ashes their, their transhumanist nightmare vision, suppressing the voices of good people all around the world and of doctors and scientists and engineers that are exposing all their lies, their COVID hysteria, their world's going to end in 2030, carbon tax, global warming bull, all of it. And none of it can succeed. None of it can actually be carried out unless everybody is silenced and gaslit. That's why truth comes with hard work and with research and with diligence. And that's why it's hard to share InfoWars links and band out video links. That's why we've got to share them now more than ever. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Final segment here with Tyler Bennett. This hour of the InfoWars War Room is brought to you by JonesTaxRelief.com. We're going to try to get to all the rest here that we wanted to talk about with Tyler. By the way, they do work in all 50 states. They're masters of all 50 states' tax systems as well, so no problems. No matter what state you're in, they got your back. Also, uh, they do all kinds of other services, like if you want to take his advice today and file for an LLC to start cutting yourself a paycheck at a lock lower taxable rate you guys can help with that you can help with all the filing and the paperwork so i mean it's it's really just a bevy of services all financial services you guys offer at jonestaxrelief.com that's correct now let me correct you uh one thing an llc is not going to help you save on taxes see I, that's what, I already made will. the mistake again yeah so but that's you'll the thing. help with that if i call you i'm like i want to do the llc you'll say wait I'll a say, second why? there's what, a better way what's the llc going to do for you the only thing an llc does for you is it's in the name, limited liability company. If you get sued or your LLC gets sued, they can't come after your personal assets. That's the only protection an LLC offers. A C corporation enjoys uh, the benefits of not being part of the individual tax system at all because it's a corporation. It's got a separate tax system, ultimate liability protection. Let me put it to you this way. Uh, Again, I'm going to bring up Apple just because everyone knows what it is. Apple's a C corp that has plenty of shareholders. Let's say you hold Apple stock and... um, you know, some execs down at Apple do something horrible and people die and Apple is now uh, subject to these huge fines. Just because you hold stock in that company does not make you liable. And so that's the same rules we can use. Even if I fully 100% own a C-Corp and it's liable to pay taxes, it's liable to, now there's certain things that pierce the corporate veil, but most debts do not. And that's what the, the truly rich elite uh, no, is that they can load up a C-Corp with debt, sink it, and walk away. And this is why you call Jones Tax Relief at 833-900-4285 because they have the answers to make sure that you don't make a mistake. And uh, boy, oh boy, I, you know we all hate capital gains tax and the death tax and property taxes, but uh, you guys will, will help people avoid as much as that as they possibly can. But I want to talk capital gains tax and I want to talk crypto with you. Absolutely. Because... Crypto is kind of an unknown entity, but you know the IRS got to get their grubby little mitts on any penny you yeah. make. So what's the situation or, I mean, what would advice would you give publicly right now to people that are wondering, hey, what should I do with my crypto holdings? Okay, here's the thing. With your crypto holdings, you have to make sure it's handled the right way up front because those 60,000 agents that the IRS wants to hire, 
specifically, they're going to go after crypto holders. If you were unlucky enough to check yes in the box uh, that says I have crypto assets on your 1040, which I wouldn't recommend lying to the government anyways, because then they're going to come after you twice as hard. But they have already labeled you a criminal. And this is the kind of thing that you're not going to hear on the American news networks. But I was I was looking at Al Jazeera and they have uh, somebody from the IRS on there saying how the IRS has decided already that the world of NFTs, the world of DeFi, the world of crypto is what they call a mountain of fraud. So if you're in that world already, they especially if you're trying to be a little bit sneaky, they have you pegged out as a criminal. Okay, so you don't want to be on that side of the fence because right now. There is a lack of regulation on crypto, which means there are loopholes that we can take advantage of right now that Biden will get rid of eventually. And so you want to take get uh, use these loopholes now, such as wash sale prevention rules that I can't sell a stock uh, that has gone down in value and buy it back the same day. That's called a wash sale. I can do that with crypto right now. Biden wants to end it, but it still exists. Those are just that's just the tip of the iceberg of the type of crypto loopholes that we can use to legally, legally make sure you pay the least amount of taxes in your crypto. And so another thing is staking, right? Everyone's making money on staking coins, mining, um, you know, farming, which is essentially creating more coins for you out of nothing. And so when that happens, it's like a dividend, right? If you get a dividend, um, that's income when you receive it, not when you sell it. So the IRS was actually sued by some guys that were staking Tezos this year, last year, excuse me, and the IRS gave them back their money, but they refused to actually make an internal revenue ruling about that case because they didn't want it to be treated that way, but they know they did those guys wrong. And so when the IRS makes a mistake, that's when they give one person their money back so they don't have to do it for everybody. It's too bad. You know, you try to have a, a non-fiat government-regulated central bank currency and they still got to get their grubby little mitts on it. And when I see them say it's a mountain of fraud, that translated of we're not getting taxes on that yet. Absolutely. They're, they're angry. They, the the light, lack of regulation, the, the Biden administration, they are – listen, they're really, really gung-ho about coming after the middle class. And so they come after middle classes – crypto assets and and Etsy transactions over $600 when to the real easy way and and all economists agree to close the tax gap would be to tax the globalists a tiny percent more because the tax gap is what $1.5 trillion between what the internal revenue should make each year and what they do make. And to make that up, they're coming after the middle classes crypto. They're coming after the middle classes uh, reselling on eBay and stuff like that, instead of where they should actually look for that money. Now, you say reselling on eBay. Would, would that fall into the uh, category of capital gains tax? Because I was shocked in the, in the break. I was asking you, like, okay, well, I know if you, if you make money on stock, they want to tax that as capital gains. I was shocked to find out if you, if you, you know, are buying and selling gold and say you turn around a couple ounces of gold – after a $300 boost, you have to pay capital gains on that as well. Yes. And then the art capital gains, oh, collectibles. Yes. Right. So so capital gains is already crazy. And you're, if you have any capital gain, you're going to have to pay it. That's with crypto. That's with stocks. That's with commodities. Now, where it gets even more egregious is with artwork, with collectibles, um, you know, jewelry. Let's say you have a valuable playing card um, that's just gone up in value. And the thing is, because collectibles – 
artwork is presumed to really only ever go up in value. It's not as risky as an asset as, let's say, crypto or even gold. It's um, taxed at a higher capital gains rate, between 25 and 28%. And that is so much more. So you're getting clipped hard when you sell that painting. How, how aggressively does the IRS pursue these things? Very aggressively because because uh, art is actually the la- one of the last bastions. It's like crypto where there's a lot of legitimate fraud going on to evade taxes. And because that there are a few bad actors out there doing that, it's the same thing. They are all over that space looking for anyone. And of course, it's never, you know, the Panama Papers people who get in trouble. It's always the middle class. Now, if I, let's say I buy some stock and I lose my stock, the government will reimburse me, right? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, that only goes one way? It's only one way. That's a one-way relationship? One-way relationship. Oh, man. Darn it. I was hoping maybe there'd be some fairness well, there. if you do have a, lo- a capital loss, you could use that against capital gains that you have uh, to offset capital gains that you have in that year. And they have and to you be, guys will handle that too? Absolutely. And they make it as complex as possible, right? So they have what's called short-term capital gains. They have long-term capital gains, and they can't be used against each other. You can only use a long-term capital gain against a long-term capital loss to write that off, and vice versa with short-term. Now, let's say you have money afterwards that you, you know, aren't able to use against anything. You can use up to $3,000, which I know is almost nothing, against your ordinary income, but you can carry that forward almost indefinitely. So let's say I'm going through my old my old childhood box of whatever at mom and dad's house or something, right. and I discover an unopened pack of Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. which is all the rage again yeah. now, yeah, and yeah, I get yeah. a Charizard valued at $100,000. Okay, well, let's say, so I, I paid $3 for that pack in 1998 or whatever, and now the card is said valued at $100,000, and I sell that on eBay, is the IRS going to come after me? Yes, because your basis in that card was $3. So you have a $99,999,000 capital gain. What if they can't prove, though? Is the burden of proof on them? Not necessarily. Man, with, this government sucks. Yeah, with basis, it's, it's you to prove it. Because if you say you don't have any basis, they will charge you the entire thing. So let's say you weren't as lucky as to find it in your basement, but you bought the Charizard for a good deal at you know Comic-Con for $1,000. And then... You sold it for ten. Okay, so now you have a thousand dollar basis. You have nine thousand dollars in capital gain, right? But if you can't produce that, you paid a thousand dollars for it. It's ten thousand dollars in capital gain, and so it's okay. Let's say you lost that information. It just has to be assorted the right way, and I can help you with that. So let's say you have you bought this playing card. You know you spent X amount of dollars on it, but you don't have the receipt. You don't have any information of that. We can look at. See, the thing is, is these types of assets. There's um, you know, there's books everywhere that uh, account for how much they're worth at what point in time. And we can use those actuarial tables to calculate a basis for you. And there it is, the Charizard. <laughs> there it is. You're paying, you're paying a 20% tax on that Pokemon card that you thought was just a, a fun little thing that you got lucky on. No, that's the government's luck, not yours. Absolutely. Unbelievable. It's jonestaxrelief.com, folks. You want to avoid these problems. In fact, I got one more question. You just do five more minutes before my next guest comes on because I got one more question. I probably imagine you hear this next one a lot too. 
So I did it. I signed up for the Austin Marathon. I've been training probably not as much as I should be, but thank goodness for prayer and thank goodness for InfoWarsStore.com. Before I set out on a run, I throw down some Turbo Force to give me that energy I need to get going. You know, besides the energy, Turbo Force, it is giving me the vitamins I need, like vitamin C to keep me healthy, and the essential B vitamins plus the amino acids for sustained energy, giving me the best chance at getting through the training. And then every day now, I'm taking Dr. Jones Soreless. I have bad joints. Thanks, Mom. So this is great for giving my joints the extra support they need right now, plus inflammation support and extra flexibility. The Quick release capsules help me recover fast so I can get back to the training. Even if you're not crazy enough to take on a marathon, good news, Turbo Force, that can still give you the energy and clarity you need for every day, and Soreless can keep you moving and feeling great at any age. The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. All right, I'm, I'm still learning here. We've just got five minutes left here with Tyler Bennett from JonesTaxRelief.com. The one question I wanted to ask you, because I, I, I would imagine this is a thing you're hearing more of, and I know people that are dealing with this now. Um, people that are receiving income via Venmo, they provide a service, and they don't want to pay a payment processor with a card, or they don't want to take cash, so they just take Venmo. Uh, what's the situation with Venmo payments right now, taxes on that? What advice do you give to those people? Okay, so Biden has been successful in passing the law, so now they are going to give you a 1099K if you sell $600 or more, just like a regular 1099. And, and that's the, Venmo that sends that to you? Venmo is going to send that to you. PayPal will send that to you. Any of these intermediary services that people send money back and forth. Also eBay, Etsy, all these companies. And the thing is, is before, I mean, last year the rule was this, is if you did over 20 transactions in a year or over $20,000 in transactions in a year, then they would 1099K you because it looks like you're a merchant. Now, even if you do one transaction worth $600, it is up to you. The burden of proof is on you to prove that you are not a merchant in the business of selling whatever you sell. Because like, let's say, hey, you have an old pair of shoes. Now, I'm not talking about reselling sneakers at a profit, but you just sell them, you know, because you want to get rid of them out of your closet. That doesn't make you a shoe salesperson. But now you have to prove that. So how does that go? Let's say I I just decide I've got some basketball shoes that are they're nice shoes and I never used them but I don't want to use them anymore I, I don't play basketball anymore and so I, now I sell them six hundred bucks on eBay. Uh, what is that process like? Well, so now you at the end of the year you will get that ten ninety nine k from eBay and then what you're going to have to do is say hey look this was a garage sale item it didn't make any money or you know, maybe you made your money back on it but. Let's say, let's say anything at the garage sale. You know, stuff at the garage sale, you're not selling for more money than you paid for it, right? It's less. So it's people on eBay selling stuff on, like that all the time. And, and that's the thing is it doesn't matter. You're going to have to prove that now, that you didn't make money. Because even if you are a business, if you've sold for less than what your basis was, you're not making any money. But you have to, you have to make that assertion now. And, and how often, and it, it, again, I imagine this is persisting or becoming more of an, uh, an issue now, but how often do you hear from somebody that just didn't think about all this and they're making money on Venmo or something similar or they're making money on eBay or Etsy and, and they're just not thinking about it. They're just not doing the paperwork. They get way behind and then boom, out of nowhere, here's the IRS making demands 
they come to you. I mean, I would imagine you see that more often now. Uh, we do. And here's what I recommend is, listen, if you are in that type of business or engage in those activities, you want to come to us before the IRS makes that those um, you know fallacious assertions because what we can do is as tax attorneys, as enrolled IRS agents, we can properly allocate that income before once off the 1099 before it gets assessed to you as income. Well, I think I've asked all my questions um, other than just us both probably uh, asserting our disdain for taxes, which is why you're in the business so that you can make people pay as less as legally possible. Absolutely. It, you know, it gives me great personal pleasure helping people at the, at the same time making sure the regime gets the least amount of money as possible. And that's why you got into this business. That's why you still love doing it today. Absolutely. It's my passion. I love helping people and you know, the InfoWars Nation, we're here for you. Give us a call. We'll help you out. There you go. Tyler Bennett, he's the tax professional at jonestaxrelief.com, 833-900-4285, 833-900-4285. If you've been listening to our conversation for the last hour and you say, hey, that's a similar situation or, hey, that's the situation I'm in, give them a call today and they will be sure to help you. And uh, believe me, they have just as much disdain for paying taxes as you. That's why they want you to pay the least amount possible. Not to mention, folks, if you run a business and you need help with your bookkeeping, your financing, payroll, they handle all of that too. Absolutely, because we don't want you to get into a future tax situation. So we will help you with the complex items, bookkeeping, payroll, the things that get people in trouble because they, they don't follow the rules exactly and they don't know what to do. We know what to do. We'll make sure you stay in the safe zone. And it's time to just financially support people that are like-minded, like Tyler with jonestaxrelief.com. seeing on the screen there is intrepid reporter Kara Castronova. Looks like she had some questions for some January 6th prosecutors. Some are involved in keeping political prisoners for the Democrat Party. And Kara has been covering a lot of this for the Gateway Pundit. Uh, she's been on the war room a lot as well, trying to cover these stories. And folks, you got to understand, there's hundreds of these political prisoners that the Democrat Party has. Um... I, I obviously am invested in this story for, for obvious reasons. And while I probably should be avoiding this topic like the plague, I'm not going to let these people rot in jail cells without anybody concerned about their well-being at all because I know that's my future. And if I don't care about their well-being, then no one's going to care about my well-being. And and Kara Castronova understands that. So, uh, Kara... I mean, I don't even know where to begin here. You've, you've got dozens of these stories you're covering. You've got audio from the torturous situations that these individuals are involved in in jail cells. We've got people committing suicide. Uh, you're out on the streets asking questions of these prosecutors. Where do you want to begin? Well, I, we could begin with the trial. Last week was the first trial of a January 6th political prisoner, and I was there, and it was very interesting, to say the least. So I was one of the only three people in the courtroom 
that were there to actually witness it. And that's where I caught, caught those prosecutors you saw in that video. I got to see firsthand just how criminal they are. Um, and it was just something that you have to see with your own eyes. But the person that was on the stand, his name was Guy Reffitt, and he's currently still in D.C. Gitmo awaiting sentencing. He was found guilty on all five charges uh, that were brought to, uh, that, that he was charged with. And he didn't even really have a defense team. He had a public defender, and that's why we've been trying so hard to raise money for these guys, because when you have a public defender, you really don't have a shot. Didn't The public defender didn't get, call a single witness to the stand, didn't pre present any evidence whatsoever. Uh, it was almost like he was working with the prosecution, and it was just so depressing and so frustrating for me to watch. And when I had t spoken to the prisoner beforehand, he told me that the you know, that his attorney told him he didn't have anything to worry about. The prosecution is going to dig their own grave. He's not going to be um, found guilty. We don't need to call any witnesses. We don't need to show any evidence, et cetera, et cetera. And the frustrating thing also is they actually had evidence to show that he was innocent of what they were accusing him. They were saying he was the tip of the spear and that he let everyone in when in actuality, the place that he was seen had already been breached by Ray Epps. So he could have shown this evidence to the jury. He opted not to. And Guy was found guilty on all five counts and he's facing up to 60 years in prison. Now, when you were uh, speaking with the prosecutors there afterwards, we didn't have the audio. We just had the B-roll. What, what were they saying to you? They weren't saying anything. I caught them when they were going out the door. I was asking them, um, how does it feel to, you know, tear up an American family? And when I say that, I'll explain why in a second. Um, politically persecute Americans. Then, you know, they continued to ignore me. So I just said, how do you sleep at night? And that video kind of went viral. I was actually not going to post it because I didn't know if that was really professional of me to asking them, how do you sleep at night? But that was really the question I had for them. How could you live with yourself when you know that half of the things that you're saying are lies? And you're working for a regime that's so unethical. Uh, I, I didn't, you know, the next day they actually didn't come out that door. They went out a different door because they knew that we were waiting for them after that, that incident. But um, what they did that, that was so extremely disgusting, Owen, in this case, was they actually got the man's 18-year-old son and 16-year-old daughter as prosecution witnesses. And the, the son of Guy Reffitt, his name is Jackson, he actually worked with the FBI to convict his father. So he was... Taping, taping his father in their home and everybody knows that if you're in your home and you're at ease and you're saying what you want to say you're drinking a little maybe you took a sleeping pill or a xanax whatever this is like just the honest to god's truth you might say things that aren't necessarily completely true so you have the son who's goading the father on and this is he was coaxed into this by the fbi who met up with him at a starbucks and gave him instructions eight nights he spent um getting his father angry about politics, telling him stuff like we should, America should be a communist country. This should be a Marxist country. Getting his dad really angry to the point where he started screaming and yelling and saying things that was used against him in court. So they used all the, the eight days of recordings in court to convict the father on all charges. And it's just really sad because it was heartbreaking to watch the father actually see the son for the first time. He hadn't seen his son in over a year. And the first time he was seeing him was on the courtroom stand. Um, and he he told me that he was really emotional because, number one, he hadn't seen his son in so long. He hadn't seen him in over a year. So he had grown because teenage boys grow a lot within a year's time. And he couldn't believe how big he got. So he was overwhelmed with happiness and emotion to see his son. But at the same time, his son is about to testify as the prosecution's key witness to convict his father. So he didn't even know how to feel. He just broke down and cried. And then there was a really great courtroom drawing of a U.S. marshal putting her hand on his shoulder. And he's kind of 
slumped over uh, crying hysterically. He just was uncontrollable. He couldn't stop crying. Uh, it was so sad. To I, see. Mean, I, I mean, I mean, first of all, it's 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 emotional enough to be a political prisoner. I know how that is. But then to see your son and learned out that he was basically a federal agent working against you the entire time. And if I recall the story correctly, it, it sounded like the feds got to his son pretty much immediately, like like within a month of this all going down. Right. Uh, oh, and um, the cops are pulling me over. Hi. Oh. Hold, hold on a second. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just having a cramp right now. I just need a break. Sorry. I'm uh, good. Don't okay, worry. our guest is getting buzzed by the police. Yeah, I pulled over to the side of the road. It's actually legal in New York to do it. You um, got another so, one behind you, know, you now, too. Were, oh, my God. How many do they? No, Three, four, no, five. Folks, I'm not even no, kidding I mean, you. You didn't see this on the live stream because we had her on a, five police officers just had you pulled over. They left. I'm good, Owen. It's okay. But thank you. I'm fine. You know, they're gone. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, it was sad. Uh, back to, I, I mean, just feel like the story. And thank you so much again for covering stuff like this because it was really hard to get this information out there. And uh, InfoWars is always the best when it comes to putting stuff out first. Um, the reason I went down was because there was no media on our side of things that was actually down there to cover it fairly. Uh, I noticed that when the trial started, first they had said that there was going to be no media allowed to watch it. Then they decided at the last minute they were going to allow media in. So the Washington Post was there. CNN was there. MSNBC was there. And I'm like, where's Fox News? Where's everybody else? So um, just because nobody was there, I literally got in my car in the middle of the night on Sunday night and drove there three and a half hours straight without stopping to be the first person in the courtroom Monday morning, because by law, a lot of people don't know this, but in federal court, you have to let one person from the public into the courtroom. So I was the one person from the public. You have to be the first person there at like 730 in the morning waiting outside so that I could actually witness what was going on. So I drove down there just because nobody else was actually covering this stuff. And I wanted it to be told fairly. I know that everybody was doing an unfair job with what I was reading in the news. Well, and, and this story you have is, I mean, it's, it's a heartbreaker. It's an, a story that all Americans should be following. in, in my opinion, is anybody else covering this when you were crashed? It looks like the police may be trying to pull you over again. More police officers pulling no, up. They're not pulling me over. Well, there, if you need to, if you need to move or something, just let me know. But I mean, when you reach no, out, no, no, it's fine. when you reach out for other people to cover this, what, I mean, do you get a response or what's going on? How come I don't see this anywhere else? The problem is with these cases and the hypocrisy with these with these things are um, nobody kind of wants to be affiliated with somebody that might have done something criminal, not realizing that, okay, there's plenty of criminals in America. We all commit illegal acts all the time. And I'm really not just saying that, like, it's just different scales. So I guess it's like, oh, well, you know, the guy was seen carrying a gun. So maybe we don't want to talk about him because he was seen carrying a gun. It's really weird. I can't explain it. No, no, no. That's what they did to Trump was, oh, Trump's a Russian agent. And it's like, oh, people are like, oh, I don't want to support Trump. I don't want to do things with Trump. He's a Russian agent. It was all made up. No, I know. So people are like kind of tentative and they have like, I guess, a little bit of anxiety whether they should cover it or not. Um, But it needs to be covered. It needs to be told. People need to know that, you know, the FBI is actually coercing young children now to turn against their family and against their parents. And what was so crazy about this case was that this kid has raised over $175,000 from on on. Um, on his give send go, not his no on his GoFundMe rather give send not give send go. He has a GoFundMe. He raised one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. And some of the comments you have to read are so sad because people are saying to him from the left, "You're an American hero because you ratted your dad out, or because you spoke to um, 
because the, you worked with the FBI to put your. Well, I mean, dad that in is prison. one of the most Nazi things I've ever heard of. Well, let's come back. I was not aware of this. The son is raising hundreds of thousands of dollars for turning on his family, and the left is celebrating this. It has been noted by many a historian that the first casualty of war is the truth. Then the next big casualty isn't even the people that die. No, that invariably follows. But first, there is the crackdown on populations, basic liberty and speech and massive censorship. And now across the world, from the United States to Europe, legislation is being introduced that if you amplify any, quote, pro-Russian information, you can be censored, you can be arrested, you can be imprisoned. And of course, now Canada's introduced legislation that if you have a thought crime and they think you may have the intent to engage in hate speech online, that you will be censored and arrested. Ladies and gentlemen, the authoritarianism is being carried out by the globalists around the world against humanity. That makes InfoWars.com more important than ever. The COVID-19 face diaper is a symbol of subservience, a symbol of slavery, a symbol of the chains that the medical tyranny combine controlled by the global private corporations has put in place. It is the symbol of the permanent emergency from which we will never emerge. It is the symbol that we are diseased and evil and bad and must cover our diseased criminal faces from the light of the sun. It is the symbol of our complete and total, absolute surrender to evil. Ladies and gentlemen, we are crossing the Rubicon now. The entire future destiny of humanity is upon us. Klaus Schwab and the UN admit they're coming out with implantable microchips as part of the world ID and carbon taxes. Things only get worse from here if we submit. They only get better if we resist and say no. Non-compliance, non-compliance, non-compliance. Infowars.com forward slash show. Sarah Castronova is with us. Her website is citizensapp, citizensapp.us, on Twitter at Kara Castronova. She's also been covering January 6th stories and doing a great job for the Gateway Pundit. And I, I, I hadn't, I was unfamiliar with this last ripple that she just explained in the last segment. So apparently, we already knew. I mean, folks, this is like, this is what authoritarian regimes do, is they turn children against their parents. Uh, that's how you, you, you make you know, good authoritarians out of kids. They grow up, they turn their parents in, they're rewarded for it. It's now happening in America where an individual recruited by the feds to record his father to set him up uh, in, a, in a case of, in a court case is, is how it was used. Kara was covering the whole thing. But not only that, apparently the son was raising funds with GoFundMe. Explain this one to me. Yes, he was raising funds, and this all stemmed from when Chris Cuomo, before he was fired from CNN, actually interviewed him on CNN and called him an American hero, and he compared him to some other heroes of the left, and he encouraged all of the CNN watchers to donate to Jackson Reffitt's fund, and so many people donated, and if you go and read the comments, it's, it, you almost think you're the crazy one because they're giving this kid so much 
respect for turning in his dad. Like, oh, you know, we support you. We respect you. Thank you so much for doing this. You're a hero to America. You're, you're, you know, you're truly a great um, hero. It's insane. And if you go on also on the Twitter account, so it just, it, it, there's such a divide to me. It's so weird because I can't imagine how someone could do that. And a lot of pe other people can't imagine either. But then you have people who actually really support this kid's decision to go ahead and work with the FBI and convict his dad. So it's it's really mind boggling. It, it really is. He's very, very much kind of a hero, sort of a hero on the left. Well, yeah, you, you throw in a, an American patriot, a Christian conservative, you, you throw one of them in jail for years, you are a hero to the left. It's just like it's just like what the Nazis did. I mean, that's what they're doing now. But, you know, I guess I guess Mr. Refit's problem was he should have been rioting with a Black Lives Matter or Antifa mob, burning a building to the ground, assaulting people in the streets, looting, arson, assaulting a, a police officer. If, if Mr. Refit would have been engaged in that activity, he'd probably be free today like another member of Antifa. Twice arrested in the same riot in Portland. Twice arrested in the same riot. Had his day in court earlier this week and will spend no time in prison despite, despite multiple charges, multiple arrests, including breaking and entering into a federal building. And he gets no jail time. So it's too bad Mr. Refit isn't a violent, radical leftist terrorist. Otherwise, he'd be free today. Right. And he never even went in the Capitol, you know, so he, he's facing 60 years in prison and he's being sentenced in three months. And I guess a lot of the guys are really disheartened from January 6th. And I think that that was really the intention to sort sort of set a precedent to scare the other guys into plea bargaining. I don't think it was by a coincidence. I don't think it was a coincidence that they chose the first case to be with somebody that had a very questionable public defender that a lot of people feel like was pos. I do feel like and I'm not just saying this, that he was working in some ways with the prosecution because they made it too easy for the jury to convict them on all five charges and um now all the other guys in there are like should i take a plea bargain uh, you know they're very scared and they're very afraid so they did this for a reason they put this this first case up there for a reason you know it was very unfortunate yeah it's like i'm not afraid of vladimir putin i am afraid of the american left and the fbi and the doj that are actively hunting americans right now to destroy their lives some have committed suicide. It's disgusting stuff. Kara, I, yeah, I know you're covering other stories. What, what other stories are you covering right now that involve well, the January 6th defendants? There's one, an interesting one I'm working on now, which involves a policewoman in New York City. She's an NYPD. She's here in the city. She's not in D.C. Gitmo. She's basically uh, allowed out of prison. But I'm writing her story next. And what's so interesting about her was she was the woman that was uh, seen in video sh in the Capitol shaking a tambourine. So that's what she did. She shook a tambourine and she was yelling at other police officers because she told me that as a former police officer and one who had super supervising role, she didn't think the police that day were acting in any way normal. And she was like questioning why they were letting people in and why they were acting the way they were, why they were acting the way they were acting. So she was, she felt so compelled to yell at them that day. And she has every right to do so because like you, you know, we've seen Antifa and Black Lives Matter getting in the face of police screaming right in their face and you can't be arrested for that. Apparently that's not illegal. So I'm working on her story next. And one, one of the most interesting things is I've spoken to a lot of police officers who also have told me on the record, they're willing to go on the record and say, and that's going to be in my next article, that Capitol Police were questioned, their actions were questionable that day, D.C. Metro Police, and there should be a separate investigation. And cops generally aren't willing to break that 
thin blue line, I think they call it, where they're going to call out other cops and say that they think the other cops should be investigated. They usually keep their noses out of it. But in this case, I have a lot of cops that are going to come forward, some of them high-ranking sergeants who think that there should be another investigation when it comes to Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boylan, and everything that happened that day. And they're all willing to go on the record and say that the cops that day were not acting in any way, shape, or form close to what was protocol. I mean, this is all just such heartbreaking stuff. Um, I, I don't even know where to go next. It's just there's hundreds of these defendants. We got another story later on uh, on the transmission about another one. You're saying though that you have police officers that are willing to go on the record. Are, are they gonna Are they gonna be mentioning anything about? I think it was four or five DC police officers that committed suicide within a month of January sixth. I could ask them that question. That's not a bad question to ask. I, I, I'm just starting to work on this story, and I, I'm in touch with a number of different police who are actually willing, like I said, to go on the record and question their fellow, I guess, officers that were there that day and, and demand an external investigation, not one that's in internal affairs, because they've all told me that from what they saw that day, it, it's not something that's normal. That behavior was not normal. So I'm going to really dig into that and kind of deeply dig into what normal behavior would have been for a police officer that day and why all these cops are telling me that what they saw was absolutely abnormal. Well, aside from whatever police protocol there may be, police officers waving people into the Capitol, working with some of the protesters that day, speaking to them in the Capitol, and then all of a sudden it's like treated like a Capitol offense and like a terrorism act when you're waved in by police. I mean, it's a the definition of a setup if if it's just not a questionable activity from police uh real quickly uh Kara you've you've been a trainer you've been a female athlete you've done all of this stuff uh any comments on men now dominating women's sports I mean I've said it forever it's frustrating for me as an athlete when I was a boxer uh, it was hard enough getting to the top as a female boxer and being number one imagine all of a sudden in the draw in my bracket there was a male that I had to either wrestle or box it's not fair. It's not fair to women. It's not fair to women's sports. Women have worked really hard to find, you know, to be equal with men when it comes to sports and women should not be competing in men with, they shouldn't be competing against men in sports. And I'm very socially liberal. You know, if you want to be transgender, fine. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But when it comes to taking away titles that are for women and when it comes to your punching a woman in the face, you know, to me, that's just abuse. And that's just crazy. You know, when you have these women that are actually fist fighting, uh, men, you know, it's not safe. If I had a daughter and she was boxing and she was uh, in MMA, I would be frightened enough as it is that she would get hurt. Not to mention, I know just because I've practiced against men and women, men hit way harder than females. That's all there is to it. They have bigger bones and they hit harder. And they could kill you if they hit you the right way. Yeah, Fallon Fox busted a girl's skull open in uh, one of his MMA fights as a woman. Kara Castronova, great work as always. Follow her work on the Gateway Pundit citizensapp.us or at Kara Castronova on Twitter. Uh, Kara, thank you for your great work and joining us today. Thank you, Owen. The globalist social engineers always intended to push their COVID biomedical tyranny lockdowns until the populations rebelled. They would then use that as the pretext for permanent martial law and banning and arresting anybody that speaks out against their lives. But because of so many scientists and engineers and researchers and others coming public and, and whistleblowers, now their whole project is falling apart because the people are aware that it is a world government corporate takeover. 
And so it's pulling back the curtain now more than ever. The problem is some globalist-controlled areas are not going to give up on their takeover, like Canada, where they've now declared a civil emergency and martial law in Ontario, and other areas of the world are following suit, like Australia. So pray for these folks big time. This is a very serious situation. And stay tuned into InfoWars.com, because truth is absolutely paramount. Trigger warning. This broadcast contains subject matter that might trigger liberal snowflakes. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Share this message right now at band.video. All right, I want to play some video clips here. Before I get to the news that's on my desk and our next guest coming up, there was this video, guys. If you want to roll clip four, um, you can have light audio or none at all. It's fine. But this video has been going around. It's a video from Moscow in a stadium with a bunch of Russian flags and people chanting Russia and waving the Z flag that you see all over the vehicles. And it, it, it looks like a big, uh, big love fest for Russia. And this video went viral first. And you immediately saw the American left and the American media saying, oh, this is propaganda from Russia. These people are basically forced to go there with a gun to their head. Uh, this is government propaganda. They just empty out the schools and, and government facilities to force people to go to this stuff, which is what the Democrats do. That's what Democrats do. They say, oh, kids, protest school, come to our march. And then, and then that's what they do. And they, they clear out the government facilities. They tell everyone to take off work. That's what the Democrats do. Now, I was open-minded saying, oh, yeah, Russia probably does their own propaganda, their own pro-Russia propaganda. Uh, Approval ratings for Putin are 72 right now in Russia. Uh, You combine Harris and Biden's approval ratings, they don't don't reach Putin's in Russia. But then this video came out in clip 11 that I think put to rest the false narrative that this was Russian propaganda and these people were forced to be there because... At that, it kind of looks like, eh, maybe a smaller stadium. They fill up some bleachers with stuff. No, folks. This was like a damn Trump rally. Tens of thousands of people in the arena chanting Russia. I'm sorry, but they fake news this again. I don't think this was government propaganda. I think this was legitimately people that stand with Putin and stand with Russia and with Ukraine not going the way of the globalist. And then this clip came out debunking, I believe, their claims. Here it is, clip 11. So it's a massive stage. Putin is speaking. And it, it appears to be a soccer stadium. I mean, it's just a massive stadium, folks. I mean, it, it'd be like the Dallas Cowboys stadium filled with people waving American flags, chanting USA. So now you understand why they hate Russia and they hate Putin. No matter what you think about Putin, they hate seeing Putin's nationalism. They hate seeing Russian nationalism and Russian pride. They don't like that Putin doesn't want to do the globo homo. And, and by the way, because I have people that do fair, fair criticism when I say globo homo. Let me, let me explain something. 
and you guys can pull down the audio. You can keep the B-roll going if you want. Globo homo really has nothing to do with, with homosexuality, but people associate homo, which is just a prefix, it's like a Greek prefix or whatever that we've adopted to English language, homo, so homo sapien, homosexual, whatever you want to say, but people just associate homo with homosexual now because of just all the nonstop gay propaganda. So you say global homo, people think, oh, gay. Well, that actually ends up working because if you say globalist, most people don't understand the geopolitical forces of globalism, the, the multinational corporations and boards and movements and all this other stuff that, that equate to globalism. It, it's hard to apply that. It's hard to really see that. That doesn't really have a flavor that something is, that's common to the average American. But you say global homo, and they understand it because they see all the gay propaganda 24-7. And so then it's like, oh, global homo, oh, oh, then they kind of get it. But see, that's, it has nothing to do with homosexuality other than they promote homosexuality, and that's why the word global homo works so well. What global homo really means is that they want one world government. So it's really homo globo. It would, I guess it's really homo globo. One world government, one, one world altogether, no sovereign nation states, and you might say, hey, that's good. We're all people on this planet. Let, let's come together. Let's, let's be planet Earth. Hey, yeah, that sounds all fine and dandy until you have a global government that's faceless, nameless. You can't, you can't see it. You can't feel it. It's, it's not tangible, but it runs your life. It doesn't have a human soul. It doesn't have a human touch. And then it imprisons you, silences you, arrests you, keeps you in a pod, and you have no recourse whatsoever. You're a slave in the homo globo. So that's really what it is. It's that... One globe, one global government, one world tyranny. That's homo globo. That's the real interpretation. That's the real meaning. But does that look like it's government propaganda and they have to empty out some schoolrooms and government buildings to make it look like Putin's popular? Or does that look like a Trump rally? It's sad that, uh, again, folks, I saw it and I kind of was like, yeah, this could easily be some Russian propaganda or whatever. They, they fill a building. Uh, and then further research, more videos come out, and it's like, oh, well, what do you know? American media lied again. The American left lied again. What do you know? They just can't be honest about anything, folks. In fact, here's a perfect example. Here's Joe Biden. Guys, let's roll clip five and six. Joe Biden and Jen Psaki. There's no such thing as Hunter Biden's laptop, remember? Oh, now it's confirmed by the New York Times a year after the election. Here's what they were saying then. Really, today, only want me to ask you about Hunter Biden's laptop. How are you going to get them to see that you are fighting for them when they're so dead the way, set against you? It's, it's, there's nothing to any of that. Nothing to any of that. It's all a smear. Every major outfit, every serious investigator has pointed out that this is a smear. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden, there's a laptop. And you may recall, there's also talk about four months before there was a similar thing that somebody had, allegedly. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I mean, look, this is my son's an honorable man. And all the investigations that were done around the issue of what was going on in Ukraine, if you notice, 
Every one of the major people who worked for Trump during impeachment went under oath and under oath said Biden did his job. No law was broke. Biden, this Biden, did his job. Hunter Biden broke no laws. That was the testimony, their testimony from Republicans and intelligence community people. So I think that it's, uh, you know, I, I just think, look, politics has become too crass, too dirty, too ugly. And the, and the perpetrator of an awful lot of this has been, he didn't start at all, but he has taken him to a new level, this president. One question? Okay, sure. The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by a Politico reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. Okay. To call Biden a criminal. Why is that? He is a criminal. He's a criminal. He got caught. Read his laptop. And you know who's a criminal? You're a criminal for not reporting it. You are a criminal for not reporting it. Let me tell you something. Joe Biden is a criminal, and he's been a criminal for a long time. And you're a criminal in the media for not reporting it. Good luck, everybody. Have a good day. They all lied, folks. They all lied. They all covered up with the old Russian boogeyman. They've been using Russia as their boogeyman, their scapegoat for eight years now, I guess. And the Federalist has the story. Will anyone face any consequences for gaslighting Americans on the Hunter Biden story? Ted Cruz says, this raises some very good questions. We now know that thousands deliberately lied in order to manipulate an election. If anyone in corrupt corporate media had one shred of journalistic integrity, reporters and editors would be fired, anchors would be fired, Pulitzers would be returned. But no, it's all about protecting the Biden crime family and the globalist empire and all the sexual blackmail that Biden bragged about yesterday. By the way, uh, lawyers are expecting Hunter Biden to be indicted. He's not paying child support for his bastard child that he lied about. And his business partner, Devin Archer, has just been sentenced to a year in jail. But remember, 50 intelligence agencies wrote this lengthy statement saying it was Russian disinformation. No, it was Hunter Biden's For only 72 hours, our groundbreaking course that helps you break free of the globalist mind control matrix, Reset Wars, Mind Wars, Spirit Wars, is 50% off at ResetWars.com. There has been massive, unprecedented censorship at every level to block this information. The enemy knows it's powerful and wants to keep you in a psychological, spiritual prison. This gives you the tools to break out of that system. This points out the tools that God created and has already given you, but that most people forgot or never discovered. ResetWars.com right now has this course, seven hours long, for 50% off. And your purchase funds the info war, so it's a 360 win. The only way you fail is not taking action. This is the most important information I've ever put out. It's available exclusively at ResetWars.com for 50% off for 72 hours. ResetWars.com. The first 10 amendments to our country's constitution were adopted in 1791. The first of these broadly protects the rights of free speech and free press. Free speech means the free and public expression of opinions without censorship, interference, and restraint by the government. 231 years later, free speech across America is under chronic and insidious attack. GCN is under attack. Your freedom is currently under siege from those who do not want you to know the truth. 
I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to continue telling you the truth. Would you like to join us? If so, please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. SaveGCN.com. You may click Follow, Share, Give, and Pray. You may select all of those choices. I'm Vincent Finelli. Infowars.com forward slash show. Back here on the InfoWars War Room, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Oh, boy. The left. Oh, boy. The American left. It's something else, isn't it? It's just something else. There you go, InfoWarsStore.com. How about the Let's Go Brandon Foam Finger? We may or may not, we may or may not have ordered the excess that was left over from the 1990s stone cold foam finger you know what i'm talking about the stone cold foam finger we may or may not have bought up the excess of those and turned them into the let's go brandon foam finger and it is now 70 percent off so uh we're ready to just sell these things off the shelves Get your Let's Go Brandon Foam Hand, limited edition, one of a kind. When it sells out, it's gone. It's 75% off, less than 5 bucks right now. That's a fun thing to take to a ball game, a wrestling match, what have you. Let the libs know how you feel. Maybe take it to a gas station when you're at the pump, pumping your gas just to let a little frustration out. But, folks, we do have the vitamin D3 gummies back in stock, 25% off. We have the fizzy magnesium back in stock, 25% off. As usual, I took my Brain Force Ultra before the broadcast today. Those are just some of the top-selling discounted supplements at InfoWarsStore.com. And your support at InfoWarsStore.com is paramount to keeping us on the air. All right, we've got a radical liberal. We've got a radical leftist siding in downtown D.C. So, so guys, first just roll clip. 10 for me the truckers the the freedom convoy has now finally gone into dc and here you can see them blocking the road to the white house so now they've moved into dc and i I guess they're getting a little more disruptive if if you will and uh one of the radical liberals that lives in dc had an absolute psychotic breakdown here it is in clip 13 yourself you all you all we don't want you here in dc keep coming around around and find out you feel like you you. you represent a group of who don't believe in america really angry that is that is straight up 
Now he, he walks up to the trucker who could obviously just pay, put him into the pavement, and it's just sad. God bless America. God bless you. You guys are idiots. I wish you have a great God bless. You don't even know what you're You don't have fucking four brain cells to put together. Yeah, go fuck Keep telling yourself you're going this crap. Yeah, I understand. children. Why are you so upset with love? It seems like there's a lot of love here. Now pause it real quick. Now notice. Look at this brainwashed liberal stooge making a complete fool of himself, cursing up a storm, threatening to fight people that could obviously kick his ass. He's got his mask on, too, so he's a good little mask slave, uh, just just huffing and puffing like a deranged lunatic, can't stop cursing. And then you have the nice trucker that gets out of his car and says, hey, I understand, man. I love you. God bless you. God bless America. It's okay. I understand. I mean, you just juxtapose this conversation right here, and it's it's America in a nutshell. It's the left and the right in the nutshell. The right could crush the left overnight if we wanted to. We're not violent people. We like this country. We're law-abiding citizens. And then the left are all these little ninnies, chicken-necked, pencil-dicked ninnies that can't stop cursing, have these violent outbursts, clearly psychotic, hateful, and out of their mind. I mean, it's all juxtaposed in that little moment right there. Continue the clip. Oh, so much anger, man. You're about to get one of your big traffic cars. We don't want to see that happen. Guess what? Guess what? Keep coming back. We will. We will. coming. We don't want to see you get run over. I hope that you get some help and you become happy. Because that's what America is about. Now he's off a truck. Have a nice day, sir. I hope your day gets better. Go f*** yourself. Uh, they're such nice people, aren't they? I like the America left. And I like freedom. I don't know. Democrats, liberals, progressives. Do you think we're asking you to f***ing storm the beaches of Normandy? We're f***ing there. So the fuck you understand what America's about? Yes, I do understand what America's about. You don't you get to tell people what America's about. You think that's you're right. the that's people? That's freedom. No, that's you, freedom. no, you're a bunch and of fucking fascist, racist assholes. Well. And you have to have freedom. That's not freedom. Freedom without responsibility is fucking childish right. bullshit. Very that's good. what you don't understand. You have a great day. I'm gonna yeah, go yeah, to my fuck f- you. Fuck you. Say it like f- you too. Ah, uh, seems like a nice guy to be around, doesn't he? Seems like a real well-balanced, mannered gentleman. Real tolerant too. I mean, that's the American left in a nutshell versus the American right in a nutshell. The right, calm, nice, gentlemanly, physically fit. And then here comes the the nincompoop leftist liberal, a a, a shrimp with his mask on, shouting and screaming like, like the mouse that roared. Obscenities and curse words and hate filled vitriol. Unbelievable, man. This, this is what the left want. This is the American left. This is what we're up against. These people, these people. Wow. And of course, they, they celebrate all their political prisoners. That makes them feel good. When he says F around and find out, that's what he's talking about. He wants all of us arrested and in jail. And that feels empowering to him when the government becomes tyrannical. He feels empowered by that. But that's okay. 
the more insane and radical the left gets, the more they are ensuring their own defeat. So keep it up, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for that display of American liberalism, because that's what it is. That's a display of American liberalism right there. Now, he probably didn't raise a peep when Black Lives Matter was in downtown D.C., burning the half, half the city to the ground. Many of the businesses that got looted or destroyed have not opened up, have not taken the boards off of their windows. He had no problem with that. He had no problem when they occupied um, Lafayette Square. He had no problem when they were threatening to burn down the White House. He had no problem when they burned down a church. He probably liked all of that. But when an American trucker shows up and parks his truck and waves an American flag... All hell breaks loose for the American liberal. And they go into conniption fits and hate-filled, obscenity-laden diatribes. These are mentally ill people, folks. That is a mentally ill man. That's not even a man. That's a soy boy cuck. Just look at him with his, with his soy boy cuck. Man breasts, floppy, floppy little pathetic arms. He's still got his mask on. Looks like he hasn't seen sunlight in years. That that's the American left. This is your this is the epitome. This is your representation of the modern day American leftist liberal progressive Democrat. And it's sad. It's pathetic what they've done. I mean, these are victims, man. These are victims of psychological weapons. They've been blasted with all the the LGBTQ propaganda and all the chemicals and the food and the water, all the all the mainstream media brainwashing and the soy and the seed oils, they have just been blasted. It's like if I go up to a war veteran, a combat veteran and and he's got a leg blown off, I don't I don't make fun of him and say, "Haha, look at this gimp." Look at this guy with one leg. Ha, look at this look at this veteran in a wheelchair. Ha, he's weak. He's pathetic. No, I understand. He he's a combat veteran. He he probably had his leg blown off in war in a bad situation. Maybe saved someone's life. Maybe stepped on a mine. Maybe you know had a, a car blown up with a rocket. You you don't make fun of that. That's that's a that's a scar of war. That's a that's a that's a injury from war, but you know, it's the same thing with these American leftist liberals, sadly. I mean, they have more of a choice, I'd like to think. But, I mean, that guy's, had, that guy's been lobotomized by propaganda. This guy has had his mind blown apart. This guy's, had, this guy's basically had his brain amputated because of the psychological warfare that's been blasting his brain for years. He's gone. But that's what I'm saying. Do I look at that like the combat veteran that, that comes back from overseas that had his leg blown off in war and I feel bad for him because he's had his, he's had his brain blown to bits in, in the war for the world, in the information war? He's been destroyed by leftist liberal communist propaganda. With the world awakening, I think what's important that we rise to momentum right now, take advantage of this moment, and I've always an idea that's something everybody can do, that every listener can do. I think it'd be powerful and effective for us to, uh, you know, hang banners over highways. Imagine a giant banner in Houston or LA or Atlanta that says, Alex Jones is right, infowars.com, we stand with the truckers, arrest spouts. 
or whatever. Brother, I'm so glad you called. Elaborate on this. Yes, now is the time in your small town or your big city to write something on the bathroom wall or to put a sticker on your car or banner hangs over highways and it will be a chain reaction. What do you recommend people say on these banner hangs? I have a few ideas. First of all, health justice, arrest Fauci, arrest Fauci, swap. The vaccine is poison. There's tons of things. I say just keep it short, keep it concise. No, I agree. Arrest Fauci, arrest Bill Gates, the COVID vax is poison. Beautiful. Yeah, there's ways that we could all be involved that we could all be affected. So that's what I'm calling about. God bless you, Chris, in Atlanta. I really, really appreciate you calling us today. Thank you so much.